Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another exciting edition of the AMC Fan Zone, where we talk about all of the great shows offered to us by the Hit Network AMC. <laughs> I did it again. You did. Oops, you did it again. I played with your heart. Got lost in the game. <laughs> oh, I am such a whore. <laughs> what I meant to say was. Hey everybody, welcome to another exciting edition of Harry's Coat and Dexter Podcast. I am one half of your awesome hosts, Josh, joined by none other than the one and only... It is I, the Kente. <laughs> How you doing, man? I'm uh, very, very good. I'm so glad that we're doing this rapid reaction uh, show. Uh, you know, the show was, I thought was really good, and I thought it warranted us uh, coming in a day early to talk about uh, the show that is Dexter. But before we get into what we thought of the show and all that, I just want to remind people that it is a live show. So you can call in by dialing 347-326-9541. Once again, that's area code 347-326-9541. And if you want to get in and uh, ask us a question, just call that number, press 1. You'll be invited into the host queue. We will take your questions as soon as we are able. Absolutely. Well, uh, I know this isn't our usual uh, slot. (laughs) Sorry, I had a a moment there. Uh, But I'm sure... We have tons of Dexter news to get to. Uh, actually, not a whole lot of the Dexter news, but something you can say, you can say, you know, something that's uh, significant. All right, so let's let's do this. The Showtime boss, uh, and that is uh, ne- uh, David Nevins. He uh, revealed that he had signed a rare two overall deal with Dexter showrunner Scott Buck. Uh, this is coming once again from uh, network president David Nevins. Asked, and he was asked whether uh, a spinoff series was still being considered, and he said, of course. You know, they announced the deal um, 
uh, I guess it's been about four days ago, and um, they're really considering. Um, it, they said it's not set in stone yet, but uh, they're considering doing this. Now he clarified he clarified nothing as far as you know. There's nothing in the works. Um, no deals have been made with any cast members. Nobody's been extended. Uh, you know, because he wanted to put the the uh, to rest the rumors about it centered around Jennifer Carpenter's uh, character Deb. But uh, it basically, it just says that you know they they made this deal with Scott Buck, who who's a executive producer on Dexter, and um, they're going to be developing a, a bunch of different things with him, and all options will be explored. So. Um, you know, and they're really not dealing with anything uh, until this uh, season uh, runs its course. So, uh, um, David Nevin said, though, that Dexter's series finale doesn't necessarily set up a possible spinoff. So, but there's always things that can be done after, is what he's saying. So don't look to to see the uh, the quote-unquote spinoff being set up within the confines of this season, definitely not within the finale. So uh, bef before I get to one other little piece of news that kind of that goes around this, uh, what do you think about this? Well, it, it reminds me that when we think of spinoffs, you know, uh, we automatically assume that it's going to be like, oh, I don't know, based on one of the main characters that spins off to their own show, right? Mm-hmm. What I was just reminded of was the fact that, do you remember the show Perfect Strangers? Yes, of course. Do you remember the show Family Matters? Of course. Well, as we all know, Family Matters was a spinoff of Perfect Strangers. Right. How does it tie in? Well, Harriet was the elevator operator in Perfect Strangers. Right. So it could be something as in your face as, Deb's getting her own show. Or it could be something like that hot dog vendor that saw you know the rich kid's car is getting his own show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So uh, yeah, it, it it makes me rethink exactly what a spinoff is because there is going to be one. I, I believe so. I think because this is by far their most popular show, and I think that that's something that's really a possibility, a strong possibility. I just don't think they want people to talk about the future until the present settled. Right. Right. Now, a news item that I guess we missed, um, but I see that it's being brought back up again, uh, is that Jennifer Carpenter, right before the season started, she says that her simple wish for the end of Dexter, she said she wants Deborah Morgan, her character, to die. Uh, this is a quote from her. I want the character to die, Carpenter told Entertainment Weekly about uh, Deborah Morgan. Uh, Dick, uh, the, the Dexter character she played since the show's beginning, every actor has to shed their character, shake, off, shake the ghost off. 
for my own well-being. I need this story to have an ending. And then Showtime announced Dexter was coming to an end within the eighth season, debuting late uh, June of uh, 2013. So, but then also, after she made this comment, uh, David Nivens said, don't rule out a spinoff focused on Deborah Morgan. So whatever that means, you know, I don't know if that's jockeying, trying to, you know, you know, that's her trying to get more money or what. I don't know. I mean, what do you think? I don't know what to think, to be perfectly honest. That Deb's like, oh, would it die? Well, we kind of saw that. Uh, and the 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 people in charge are like, oh, she could be back. So either her wish came true and the people in charge are like, uh, we can't have people talking about this. Uh, in which I say, Shame on Kent. Shame on you, Kente. <laughs> they don't want us talking about this. How are we? How are? How are we supposed to get the stars of Dexter on here if you keep pissing off the people in charge? I think they'll be okay. I think they kind of like. They kind of like us talking about it. Although I do like uh, uh, what Ralph Garman said mm-hmm. at the. Uh, Comic Con panel. <clears throat> He's like, "What are they gonna do? Fire you?" <laughs> so yeah, that was that was good. But yeah, I'd, I think they're just. God, I don't know. <laughs> I guess part of it's like they're covering up. Jeff's gonna die, and the other part's like, it's just chatter. <laughs> What about you? How do you feel? Oh, well, you know what? I think that it's probably twofold. There's the idea of having a steady job, you know, and tr- trust me, that means a lot to actors in the in the industry. But then there's also, if I continue to play Deb, I won't be able to play nothing else. And you got to look at that, you know? You got to, you know... But is it too late for that already? No, I don't think so. I think she, if she sheds it now, I think she has an, an opportunity to to uh, go on to something else. I mean, yeah, we'll think of her as dead, but look at uh, Michael C. Hall. People thought of him as the, the gay guy from Six Feet Under. Yeah, but nobody watched Six Feet Under. No, actually, a lot of people did watch it. Actually, I believe the ratings for Six Feet Under – was higher than the ratings for Dexter. There you go, bringing facts into these conversations again. (laughs) Was it as big of a fan favorite? I don't know, or a cult following? I don't know about that. But the ratings were actually higher. So So you're saying that more people probably watched, but uh, they don't have the the rabid fan base. Right. I, I think so. It's not the kind of show that, uh, you know, would be at Comic-Con and all of that stuff. But a lot of people did watch Six Feet Under. I wasn't one of those people, you know. <laughs> so, I mean, but, you know, if you think about it, there's a lot of actors who played characters for a long time, and they, they, they made the jump. It's harder. You know, it's a lot harder. Uh, you know what's funny, and I guess we'll say this, and then we'll move on to the show tonight. Um, when they were 
coming up with uh, the show Fresh Prince of Bel Air, Alfonso Ribeiro uh, and uh, Will Smith were talking, right? Yeah. And and they were trying to figure out what Will Smith's character is going to be on the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, and he was trying to th- you know think of a cool name to give him, and Alfonso Ribeiro says, "Pick your own name," and he was like, "Why?" and he said, "Because." you will hear that shouted at you for the rest of your life. And that's how his name became Will after his <laughs> after himself. So when people shout out, you know, his character name, they're shouting his real name. It's pretty smart, huh? Carlton knows his shit. Yeah, and he he even said and a little bit after that uh, someone yelled out, uh, you know, uh, his character from Silver Spoons. I forgot what the, the guy's name is, the character's name. But now he's now they call him Carlton. So, excuse me, <clears throat> excuse me again. You want to know something very interesting about Carlton? What's that? Or Alfonso? Uh-huh. <laughs> Do you know what other show he was a semi? Regular, almost extra on. What's that? Magnum PI. Get out of here. And so I, it's funny when you brought him up. I was like, "Hey, he's on a few episodes of Magnum as one of uh, uh, TC's uh, ball players." Yeah, he's been around for a while. He, he, you know, he has a. Uh, speaking parts in the show, you know, it's it's a lot of, you know, oh yeah, you know, or you know, no monologues or shit like that. Just a few words of encouragement. But it's like watching the Cosby Show, and you're like, that's Adam Sandler, <laughs> just playing one of Theo's friends. These guys get around. We get around, that's right. Whores. <laughs> so All right. That, with that being said, let's talk about what we saw tonight. Tonight? Because it's tonight. <laughs> All right. So. We did not have any questions answered. I'm just kidding. We, we, get, we got a few questions answered. All right. Okay, so tonight's episode was called... A Little Reflection, and it was episode 90 overall, and uh, episode 6, season 8, and it was um, directed by John Dahl and written by uh, Jace uh, Richdale, and it premiered tonight, August 4th, 2013, and um, I think tonight, I think we should, uh, I think we should kind of just go over the themes, the overall themes of what happened in the episode, and I think I want to uh, start off with uh, Lil Harrison first, if you don't mind. Not at all. Uh, Harrison, it, it's been a while since he's been kind of focused on, and I don't think ever in such a way like this, but yeah, let's start with Harrison. All right. So, um, do you think uh, Harrison deserves to be on the table since he stole the remote? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Stole it and broke it. And lied about it. And lied about it. <laughs> what the hell, Dexter? Yeah, I thought you would raise a kid better than that. And then 
took evidence that could potentially uh, damage his father and kept it hidden. And then uses that as leverage. Like, well, when he, it was almost like a, a lawyer in court when he was like, hey, you lied. And he pulls out the evidence. He's like, you lied too, daddy. But hell. <laughs> you know? You're a murderer. <laughs> I thought that shit was hilarious. Like, yeah, I got some shit on you. You think you got some shit on me? I got some shit on you, daddy. This is I how it goes. the fucking story. <laughs> I th- yeah, I, I, I thought a little Harrison, uh, I thought that was pretty funny with the whole remote and uh, how he he brought the, because uh, at first when he when he pulled out the, uh, the stuffed animal, I was like, huh? And then when he said in his inner monologue, about the blood and everything, and I was like, "Oh, yeah, that's right, right." When they were at the um, at the little motel, and that's right. It looked pretty clean, though. So uh, you can uh, still tell the, the blood spots on its head were there, and kind of creepy for the kid to be like, "I have a blood toy." <laughs> right. Well, you know, he could say, "Well, my dad is a blood splatter analyst." So. And he just happens to take the kid's toy to the crime scene. Right. So, uh, I, I thought that was funny. Um, I, I guess maybe we stand on the theme of, uh, of um, you know, the, the lesser themes of this show. Uh, Jamie, who's Angel's uh, sister, who's also um, Dexter's babysitter, it was her birthday in this episode. And yeah, she's still legal. How about that? I know, right? Not not that I'm, you know, I'm married at all. <laughs> so, you know, um, she had a little birthday party. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, everybody showed up, of course. And, and a couple of things happened at this party. Um, one thing happened, well, I guess we'll start off with Masuka. Uh, Masuka, who got the information back, from uh, Deb that her sister, I mean his sister, his daughter was having some financial problems, decided for, I don't know, some crazy reason to give her the the amount of money, you know, that she needed and say exactly how, you know, he knew about how much she had, I mean, how much debt she had. I mean, do you think that he should have confessed to her or do you think possibly he should have just given her the money and said, it's just for you. He could have just said, you know, it's back birthday presents. <laughs> now, did you, did, did that make you think that she's definitely legit? Cause she turned the money down. Cause it didn't, it didn't for me. <laughs> of course she's legit. I told you this last week. I mean, it didn't make me say, oh, well, she didn't take the money. If you think about it, if you want something more, yeah, you turn that down because you're setting up something bigger. I but hope I'm wrong. You, you never take the first offer? No. Or they could be setting up um, Matsuka's uh, spinoff show. <laughs> what? Pissing off his daughter? Yeah, it sets up their, uh, their <laughs> relationship as he becomes like a forensic expert you know, on the side and has his own adventures. Masuka MD or PD or something like that? <laughs> yeah. It'll be like after MASH. 
That, that was a spinoff of MASH for all of you out there in our listening audience going, what the heck, what's he talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So is Trapper John M.T., but that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. I don't think they want you to, uh, to mention after MASH. Yeah, it was after crap. <laughs> but on, on, in my defense, there is all of this buzz about spinoffs, and it's kind of hard to uh, not think about spinoffs, you know, as the season uh, gets closer to ending, and it got a little bit closer tonight during this party. Right. And by the way, how awful would it be to have a birthday party with a whole bunch of cops there, and you're not a cop? Right. It's like, we can't go crazy. Why? Because your brother's a cop. You're not my friend anymore. <laughs> what, just me? Yeah. So, that there was another big thing that happened at the party. Yes. Yes, there was another big thing that happened at the party. Um, well, to, to backtrack a little bit... Um, Angel did not give uh, Quinn the uh, sergeant's job. He gave it to Miller, who who definitely deserved it more. She seemed like she was a better candidate. Oh, and, just because she doesn't shoot people that piss her off and, you know, doesn't hang out with hookers and strippers and, you know, take bribes. Ooh, that makes her a better sergeant. Pretty much. Yeah, but her name isn't in the opening credits, now, is it? No, 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 no. But um, okay. So she, he, he gives her the job. Um, he tells it to Quinn, and then so during this party, Jamie is giving this toast, or what was it a toast? Uh, and he, I know she mentions the fact that he's Sergeant Quinn, and then that's when, uh, no, I'm not. You know, like you know. Yeah. And it, he's it, like, I didn't want to ruin her birthday. Yeah. And then she's all, like, mad at him, you know, for doing his job correctly. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, he that's all he did was his job. You know what's funny? It's because he didn't get the promotion uh, because at some point, apparently, he found out he really wanted it. Uh, that he suddenly gets this this urge to be a better cop. Right. And all he does throughout the episode is prove that he is not such a great cop. No, not at all. Uh, okay, so... So, um, the the last bit about this party, and then we'll kind of go back to Quinn and his efforts to be a better cop. Um, we go to, uh, you know, Dexter gets to the party with Harrison, and he looks up, and um, Cassie, the young lady who seemingly really wants to to um, get next to Dexter, I mean, they have their little date. I know it was kind of awkward, but, you know, she seemed, the way that it left off, it seemed as if, you know, she she liked it. Um and what happens is 
she seemingly brought another date to the party, you know, and she had this kind of gangster look like, yeah, that's right. You know, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, I did, you know, so, yeah. you know, uh, what do you think about that? Do you think it was, do you think that it was, um, some sort of shot like to say, Hey, I can get other day, you know, step it up. I mean, do you think this was some kind of wake up call to Dexter or do you just think it was, do you think it was, um, uh, you know, she just brought another date. I think it was just that, uh, I mean, she is a woman, you know, odds are she was trying to be a bitch, but, uh-huh. no, you see what I did there? Pissed off half the Q&As. <laughs> That's how it's done, sir. Anyway, <clears throat> yeah, I, I, I don't think it, hell, I don't think Dexter really gave a shit. If anything, it probably made him curious. Huh. But of course, well, all of that's irrelevant. He looked to me. He looked a little, little sad. I mean, not sad like he was going to kill himself, but he looked what, a little like disappointed. All right. Like I started to like you, you know. Like, what about their conversation? Mm-hmm. Which one? The the one you know about the boat. Ah, yeah. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. She's like. What do you do for fun? And he's like, I like my boat. Oh, I love sailing. Yeah, it's a motorboat. Oh, you water ski? No. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, things I, weren't really clicking. I take it that uh, you know you're from Florida, so pretty much everybody in Florida has has a motorboat or a sailboat, right? Oh yeah, I got a sixty footer. <laughs> so do you park it uh you know at one of those posh uh, uh boat docks? Yeah, that's all we have. <laughs> oh, okay. Especially in in uh in Jacksonville. It's it's standard, dude. <laughs> LA doesn't have all this? No. So they don't have the NFL or awesome. <laughs> no, <clears throat> man, it's a sad day when I'm like, "This is what Jacksonville has," and and all I hear is, "Well, we don't have that in LA." <laughs> well, I, that was a funny conversation, you know, because I, I mean, I never thought about. I mean, obviously, I've never owned a boat, but um, I thought. You know, I never thought about it as a weird thing. You know, I figured if you had a boat, you you know, you went out and drove around and you came back. I never thought of it as a weird thing, but obviously I'm weird. It, it seems perfectly normal for me what Dexter does on his boat. <laughs> Killing people and cutting their bodies pieces parts up. In the daytime. Oh, okay. <laughs> because the, looking back, what has he used his boat for? Taking the family out for a uh, you know cruise around the <clears throat> kill run, whatever they call them. <laughs> I'm not a geographer, sue me, <laughs> or is it a geologist? See, I don't know, but the simple fact of the matter is 
she's like, what fun can we have on the boat? And he's like, we can drive it. <laughs> That'll work for me. That I, for I'm, me not a, I'm not a chick, I guess. But she wants to be like, let's go water skiing. Let's jump it. Seems a little crazy to me. Uh, well, I don't know. I, I, I see her playing some games there. Because I think by Dexter not be It's funny when Dexter shows interest, then she kind of backs off. But before then, she's seems to be you know actively after him. So I don't know if it was the date that turned him off or or what or or she is turned off or not. But I just maybe, thought it was interesting. Maybe you're right. She's just like, oh, I got a bite. Time to reel him in by, you know, letting the slack go. <laughs> I'll play hard to get now. Terrible. <laughs> Terrible people. All right. So, um, I think the, the next thing we, we should talk about is, um, I guess we should, real quick, let's get into Elway. And, um, okay, so you, you have Elway, who um, is a saint. <laughs> yeah, he's a saint, right? Um, Elway's sister's boyfriend is a dick, and she, he wants to prove that, you know, that he's cheating on his sister. He wants to prove that he's a dick. Right. So they decide they're going to uh, – he asked Deb to um, – participate in this and they're going to follow him, pretending to be a couple which in the end it didn't make sense but whatever so um <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <that's> funny. <laughs> right because they never really did nothing with that but okay so they go to this club and they follow him but they don't get anything so deb offers to basically set him up so you know, and Elway's totally against it. Oh, no, you don't have to do this. No, oh, you know, I don't want to put you in that situation. She's like, I'll do it. I've done it all the time. I've done it a million times. <laughs> She's like, no, no, no. You know, and and obviously he, it's more so he has a thing for her, and he doesn't want to see her in a compromising position because of it, more of a jealousy tip. But, you know, and she realizes it. So, okay, so. Here's the setup, right? She comes all dressing sexy in her deb cell because you know when she cleans up, she cleans up quite well. And um, so, she, you know, we'll just skip to the putting the mic on. She goes to the bar where he's at. Now, let me ask you a question. You're a married man. I'm not, right? Isn't yeah. it a little cheating if you send Jennifer Carpenter? To try to talk you into coming up to the hotel room. I mean, when your wife would understand, right? I mean, it's Jennifer Carpenter. I mean, she wouldn't get too pissed, right? That's cheating. I mean, if what man is going to be like, no, me? <laughs> like she listens to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but no, anyway, kind of, seriously, I'm I'm the guy that's like, yeah, I could, but there's gonna be a backlash that I don't want to deal with. <laughs> there so. will be blood. 
<laughs> is it worth it? No, not at all. Okay, we'll say everybody but you. I mean, that is a little, you know, unfair to send like a beautiful woman. I mean, yes, you're you're not supposed to cheat. You're not supposed to do all this stuff. I'm totally not a cheater, but I mean, it's more of a uh, entrapment. There you go. It's kind of entrapment, you know. If Beyonce got all sexy and then approached me at a bar. You know what I mean? And to, you know, and so like, oh, let's go up to the room. I mean, come on. You know, that's entrapment. I mean, to me, if he in, if he started it and engaged it, that seems to be more. That's like creating a crime that wasn't there yet. Right. So what what you're saying is, we have no way of knowing for sure if he would have done anything without that. Uh, Motivation, right? I mean, he didn't drop a beat. You know, he obviously seemed like the kind of guy that would do that, but it was kind of fucked up how they did it. You know. But as far as we know, it was the first time that he's done anything wrong. Right. There you have interest. And maybe it was uh, a little too tempting. I I, I hate to t- once again talk about another show, but I remember on the show The Practice, they had this episode where this guy was uh, entrapped. And uh, to make his argument, the guy basically said he went to this bar not looking for a hooker, and this woman talked him up for an hour who was hot as hell, you know, in this red dress, and then got him up to his room thinking she just was a beautiful woman that wanted him. And then she started talking about money. And by the time he was upstairs, you know, ready to go, I mean, he was like, well, you mean this night can actually – still end with a happy moment. The only thing I have to do is give her, you know, a couple hundred dollars, you know. By then, he was like, sure, okay, yeah, whatever, you know, here's the money. And the guy got off because, you know, he wasn't there looking for a hooker. Just a hooker, a fine-ass hooker talked him up, and, you know, that's entrapment. Did he, did, did he get off? <laughs> he didn't get off that night, but he got off with the jury. <laughs> So he did on the show. So well, that seems like a whole lot of hassle for not actually having been able to do anything. <laughs> I don't know. I, I thought it was a good. It, you know, I was a kind of a young person when I saw that episode. It was a kind of a good explanation of the you know good and bad entra- I mean, bad entrapment. You know, uh, you know that you when you create a crime that wasn't there. You know, it's like if I'm standing on the corner and you, Josh, walk up to me and say, hey, you got the shit. Then I sell you drugs. You know, you should be arrested, right? Should, shouldn't you be arrested too? No, I'm talking about if I'm undercover, right? Because you came to yeah. me looking for drugs, then you got busted. But if I, you know, but let's say you're at a McDonald's and I walk over to you and I'm like, hey, I got something that will go really good with that Happy Meal. <laughs> you know, you don't like Coke. <laughs> it ain't diet and it ain't a Coke. <laughs> it's some Coke. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what I mean, I come up to you totally initiated, and uh, you know, you ain't done drugs in years, and you're like, you know what? This would make that Big Mac taste a little bit better. You, you know, hook me up. That's entrapment. And if I'm a lawyer and I'm pleading that guy's case. That's what I would say had happened. I'm sure 
his woman would probably not buy that. <laughs> so, but you know, that's my argument. I'm sticking to it. <laughs> Entrapment. So anyway, <laughs> anyway, we got so far off the subject. But anyway, so you know, they, you know, they entrap him. He tells him, "I got you dead to rights." He, oh, he decks. You know, uh, him being Elway, decks his brother-in-law or whatever he is. Uh, his, or his, I don't even think they're brother-in-law, I think because they're boyfriend, right? So, uh, sister's uh, boyfriend. And um, he, uh, you know, uh, waddles away. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it, it worked. But he showed that he was more cons- – because remember, he says, you know, why he, she was like – Deb was like, why'd you do that? Why'd you hit him? And he's like, I just didn't like him groping you like that and stuff. You realize – it was, the deck was more about him touching her than any, and he really didn't do much of anything at that point. Right. I love how he said, "You're an asshole," but he's an asshole because he doesn't want his uh, somebody cheating on his sister. How does that make him an asshole? I, I have a sister, and God forbid, you know, her husband did something like that. I would, you know. Probably beat his ass, but you know what I mean. So, I guess I'm an asshole. We already knew that, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you funny. All right, so moving right along. All right, so now we're we're to the the, the thing that I think is the most important about this episode, um, and that is little 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 Zach. Okay, so I, I guess the best way to start with Zach is. That you know, Dexter, who's following Zach, or is noticing that Zach is coming to these different crime scenes. Um, you know, his inner monologue basically state is stating, you know, um, it seems like at this point he's trying to figure out some comparisons between him and and uh, and Zach. You know, um, and but he all along. He knows that he needs to put him on the table, but he needs definitive proof. So, um, Zach's behavior by going to the crime scenes, do you think, I mean, he has, he knows that they're on to him because his father cleaned it up for him. So why would he go to crime scenes where the police are there to shoot photos? I mean, I know he's a... It's a compulsion, but do you think he's just so arrogant to say I got away with it? My dad cleaned it up, or, or I mean, what do you think? What do you think about him going to the crime scenes and being so visible? Oh, youth, youth, and if you think about it, it seems like Dexter is the only one who notices he's there. Yeah, you you think I don't remember what Quinn was there, right? <laughs> You know, and that's the guy Quinn's like, I'm going to nail him. And here he is, like, at another crime scene. And <laughs> You know, at some point um, in this episode, uh, Quinn and Dexter starts following him. And I'm sitting there like, they didn't have to follow him. Apparently, he's following them. <laughs> you know, like, he could have just, you know, just waited till he shows up at the crime scene because he's, you know. 
And oh, by the way, I, I I wanted to tell you this while we were watching the show. We were, we were both watching at the same time. That uh, when he mentioned that the police scanner app on his phone, yeah, I downloaded it to my iPhone too. So I now have the police scanner app on my phone too. So you know, I'm gonna be keeping up with the police are up to. Pretty cool, huh? I uh, I had that on my phone for a while too. It's, it is pretty cool. Ah, okay. And you know what I'm gonna do? Please scanner app. I'm going to put a link to it on our Facebook page for you uh, junior uh, serial killers out there. <laughs> there you go. It's done and done. <laughs> so play around with the police scanner app. You too can be a serial killer. Uh, just uh, give give me a brief second, Kente. <clears throat> uh-huh. Harry's Code, a texture podcast, does not officially endorse <laughs> killing people out of necessity or money or any other uh, compulsion you may have. Do not kill people. Thank you. Unless it's – no, I'm just kidding. Let me shut up. <laughs> okay, and also I'll put uh, – the Dexter app as well on the website too. You can go there. There's the Dexter, the episodes app, uh, and there's also the Dexter game app link. And not free. You're still gonna have to pay for it, buddy. Okay. Um, it's ninety nine cent. No. <laughs> no, I mean, I think y'all can handle it out there. I bought it. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I hear ninety nine cent, I just think Macklemore. Shit, it was ninety nine cent. <laughs> All right, so, so um, okay, so uh, oh yeah, Dexter goes goes to um Zach's studio, which is a really fucking nice posh studio. I know his dad got money, but it's pretty nice, you know. They had the giant. Uh, printer in there. Those things are expensive, man. And, uh, you know, you got all the blood, you know, photos and stuff. You know what I really don't like about the kid? What's that? It, it, it's not anything to do with the actor or the... It, anything like that. It's just the fact that he's written, like, so in your face. In your face crazy? Like, this guy is a killer. Bam. There's there's no, like, we even needed to think about it. Uh, like, we needed uh, Dexter to find evidence after he first appeared on screen. Right. There, there's no mystery. It's written like it's the last season. And they got to move this story along. I feel you on that. I, I kind of wish they had started this, like, maybe in the last season. And then this was, you know, tying off in this season. Being that, you know, it seems like they're going to run through this. And I don't think that's cool. But, it, I mean, you know, hopefully it'll pay off in a good way. You know, Hopefully. But I'm, I'm, I'm having a hard time so far. Yeah. Because we we – are used to, uh, you know, other than last season, just having like a main plot carry us through throughout. 
uh, an A story. It's just that's it, you know. And there's you know Dexter has some side issues with family and things like that. But it seems like the last couple seasons, um, it's okay. We're going to introduce a problem in the first episode, or even if we don't introduce the full problem, you'll find out about you know the fact that there's a problem. In this case, it was the brain surgeon. Uh-huh, Gates, yeah. But that's done. Yeah, unless he comes back as a zombie. You think that's where the show's going? <laughs> that would be not cool. <laughs> the walking Dexter. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, it'd be kind of cool if Dexter somehow appears in The Walking Dead. You know, Michael C. Hall is a, uh, a walker. It'd be hot. But uh, once again, this is the third time we've talked about another show on Dexter. Okay, we'll, we'll try to stick with Dexter. So on Blossom, uh, not kidding. Whoa! <laughs> I know some uh, Dexter fan is listening to our podcast. Is like, is this the Mash podcast or is it the Walking? You know, <laughs> the After Mash podcast. We should do the After Mash podcast. <laughs> Breaking down uh, all two seasons, I think it was of that show. But um, anyway, so um, in um, his lair or his studio, uh, Zach's, um, there's this picture of a Spanish woman. Um, and when Dexter asks him who it is, he get. I mean, <laughs> you know, if you really want someone to not be alerted to you trying to hide something, you don't grab the picture and go, oh, no, no, this is not, and roll it up and then throw it away, you know, like like that. I mean, come on. You know? Once again, he is just so in your face and awful (laughs) at what he does. I don't know if it's just that he's a because he's a budding serial killer or he's just a douchebag idiot. (laughs) uh, A little column A, a little column B. Right. So, uh, you know, so uh, moving on, uh, at some point, Dexter finds out that he is being um, uh, that Vogel is seeing him as a patient, and I I had a feeling that he confessed to Vogel in the first you know scene they had, by the way that you know she played that scene you know, yeah. But um, obviously Dexter didn't you know think about that or anything like that. But after all, why would somebody confess to murder? Right. Goes to everything against he believes. But she, you know, so when he confronts her again um, after Dexter finds in irrefutable evidence that he's the killer of uh, Norma Rivera, um, <laughs> that's when Vogel says, yeah, I kind of already knew. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, I knew. Um, yeah. You know, what's real funny is um, the irrefutable evidence. <laughs> it's how do I put this? Once again, the kid is supposed to be this, you know, really awesome photographer, right? <laughs> he he's t- earlier he's telling Dexter about I like to enhance the reds when other people like to bury them, and you know, just going off about his lenses and just and into the real tech stuff of like being a, a photographer, and yet the irrefutable evidence that Dexter finds is a picture. And it has the kid 
in a reflection. <laughs> can can he do anything right? No. He definitely needs help. <laughs> At first Dexter's like these were taken very soon after not like right <laughs> after the murder because of the way the blood is just you know, expanding in each subsequent picture. And then he's like, oh, and there's his reflection. <laughs> I, I literally thought that he, there was going to be another picture, and it's going to be him posing with the body, like, you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> Doing a <the> duck face. <laughs> right. It's just going to get more and more incriminating, you know. And then there's a picture of him plunging the knife in there, and, you know. <laughs> but, uh. Okay, so <laughs> it'd be funny if he logged into Facebook and he's like, Oh, that's his profile picture. <laughs> Kid doesn't make it hard, does he? Hmm, but I yet I need more evidence. He should have went to Vogel and Vogel's like, I already knew. And he's like, How did you know? And he's like, I have Facebook. <laughs> Oh, shoot. I'm friends with all of my patients. <laughs> okay, so basically um, she says, oh, you know, maybe he, we need to teach him the code. You know, yada, yada, yada. Oh, no, you think he's right for the code. They go back and forth. He basically says, "We, I need to kill this guy. He needs to go. You want to know what's really messed up? What's that? She, and, and I'm... Really not trying to be sexist here, but this woman pulled the quintessential woman tactic. <laughs> there, There is no way in hell Dexter was like, we should teach him the code. Mm-hmm. But she brought it up like, oh, you have a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> Like make it seem like his idea. That's what. That's how you get these things done. Yeah, she's she's definitely someone who plays with people's uh, emotions and you know plays with your mind and all that. She's a mind fucker. So, um, but um, you know it doesn't seem to work. Dexter gets in his Dexter mode, you know, in his in his kill outfit. Tracks him down, I believe, to the yacht club, mm-hmm. where he finds that. That Quinn is already sitting on him, and does something very brilliant. Uses the prior um, knowledge that he gained from him uh, from Quinn earlier that he thinks that um, uh, Jamie's going to break up with him, and uses that to get, cause Jamie and and gets her to call him back to the house. So, and um, so you know he leaves. Uh, you see that his that he's stalking um, the woman from the photo plus his father, and Dexter's kind of wondering, okay, what's going on? And he, it seemed like he had a similar outfit to what Dexter was wearing. Actually, he, he was uh, he was uh, at the crime scene earlier, and Dexter was kind of kind of not giving tips. Mm-hmm. I think the kid was kind of picking up on things. Uh, he's like, how do you know all this? And he's like, well, he left this. You know, he, this is a very sloppy killer. And the kid's like, oh, so he probably should have worn gloves and uh, long sleeves. 
you know, minimize the chance of him leaving, you know, DNA behind or something like that. And Dexter's like, he's taking notes. (laughs) Oh, boy. You know, some guys throw the football around with kids. (laughs) You know, Dexter, uh, you know, does other things. But, all right, so Dexter follows um, young Zach, and uh, in a really cool scene, sneaks up behind him, you know, uh, puts the uh, the syringe in his neck, and then just as the father's turning around, he doesn't see, you know, he see his uh, see anybody behind him, and then um, Quinn, you know, pops yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, it's like as soon as Dexter uh, drags uh, the kid and puts him down, he like leans up against the wall. He's like, oh, finally, <laughs> you know, I can just kind of relax for a minute. And Quinn's like, Dexter, I know what you're doing. It's like, oh, you do, do. <laughs> and and uh, that's where I was uh, saying that no matter how hard Quinn tries to prove that he's a good cop, mm. he's like Lundy. <laughs> oh, yeah, his his record is pretty bad. Quinn's like, uh, you're trailing the kid for me to. Uh, you know, help nail him. <laughs> yeah, he wants to nail him. Like, yeah, yeah, that's it. Quinn's like, I, uh, I gotta go. Keep an eye on him for me, will you? So <laughs> Quinn takes off. You know, I thought that might have saved him because that was gonna save him because thinking that, oh man, he caught him in the act, therefore, you know, he can't kill him right there. And he could have very easily just left him there and, um, you know, and because he, uh, maybe he didn't want to be, you know, if he came up missing and then Quinn knows that he was the last person there, it could have been problematic. I was shocked that in the next scene he's on the table. I figured that was a scene to get in, have an excuse why he doesn't, you know, kill him because it was obvious they were going to keep Zach around for a while. But, uh, no, he was on the table. And it looked like he was getting ready to murder him, but he, I think, you know, Dexter was obviously looking for a reason not to do the deed. And, um, I, I disagree. Mm-hmm. I think Dexter had it in his mind that he was, he is going to kill this kid and he is going to do it without mercy like he does everybody else. But then, of course, Dexter does something else before every kill. And that is, have a chat with the people on the table. And I think for the first time, well... No, it wasn't the first time. I'm saying for the first time. In a long time. uh, He not only heard honesty, he heard himself. Mm -hmm. Because... At first, he's like, why Why were you going to kill your father? And he's like, I'm trying to protect my mother. She's killing herself slowly because he keeps having affairs. So he figured if I take him out, uh, then that'll be the end of it. But Dexter, of course, doesn't buy it. He's like, yeah, I believe you love your mother. That's that's great. But the the pictures... You showing up at the crime scene, there's something more 
And he's like, basically in the end, the kid's like, just kill me. I'm not going to stop. This is who I am. I'm different. I am a monster. And Dexter's like, that's me. He he found someone like him uh, in a smaller uh, model, younger, someone that doesn't have a hair. He even said, you don't have a hair. And he's like, what is that? Uh-huh. He's thinking, pubes? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Dexter grabs the knife and cuts him free. Yeah. Intensity. Yeah, I mean it was uh, it was outstanding the way how that all played out. And just when you think that that's it, this episode is done. Dexter and um, Deb. Are you know meeting? I think it was at her house, at her house on uh, on the beach. Seemed they, like it. They were kicking back. I think drinking wine. Was it? Yeah, they were drinking something. Um, mm-hmm. you know, just having a chat like brother and sister to do. And Dexter, I thought the line was great. I'm even thinking of taking an intern. Yeah, I thought that was fucking <laughs> hilarious. Uh, <sighs> and, and then I'll let you uh, tie this off with a bow. Well, you know, Deb's like, you know, that's great. You know, you don't, you know, it it must take a lot to let someone into your private lab like that. And he's like, yeah, it is. And and, and she wants to continue, but she starts to feel woozy. Uh, and my first thought is, oh, we're not going to have some sort of crazy Deb passes out cliffhanger, are we? Because that 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 would irritate me. Uh-huh. Don't wouldn't it irritate you? Yes. Deb passed out. Find out what happens next week. And I'm like, even the car wreck. We're like, it's happening now. Uh-huh. Uh, but she's feeling woozy, and uh, of course, Dex, you know, jumps up. He's like, "What's wrong? What's wrong?" And uh, a shadow falls. And into the doorway, and a person enters, and this person, coincidentally enough, is the other more recent uh, person released from Dexter's table. And uh, honey, boo boo, close. <laughs> Hannah McKay. I thought she was going to say Hannah Boo Boo. <laughs> she's back. Yes. And she's poisoning for some reason. I love me some Hannah. So, uh, um, you know, it's, the thing that kind of sucks about last, uh, this is I, I knew that she was going to be on the show, like, the next episode because – in getting prepared for you know the, the subsequent episodes, it actually says in the uh, last week it said in the um, 
the uh, what do you call it? The summary of the episode that Hannah McKay is, you know, back and all this stuff, which kind of pissed me off because I usually they're written not really revealing stuff that like that. I mean, I knew she was coming back, but it kind of showed what episode it it was coming back. The episode next week's episode, but I was glad they did that in the end because you know that was a good little surprise. So. Um, yeah, you know, we'll see, you know, how it turns out, you know, uh, she had to come back in this season because the way everything ended last season, you know? Yeah. I hope it's not a little stupid little one shot deal, you know? No, I think, uh, at this point, what we've been watching is a game of chess where all the pieces, all the players are getting put uh, into their proper spots to come to the uh, only conclusion possible. And of course, that's checkmate. Right. The question is, uh, who is playing what? You know, and you know, and also, you know, the one that I actually liked a little bit better than Hannah was uh, Lumen. And I I wonder if that's going to happen, you know, uh, as well. Um, it might be overkill with the exes, you know. <laughs> but, uh, you know, bring back uh, Zombie Rita and Zombie, uh, what was that, British chick? <laughs> but, uh, you know, I think it'll be uh, interesting, though, at least next week's episode. You have the Dexter's intern, and you also have um, the return of Hannah McKay. And, you know, obviously, Deb is not dead or anything like that. You know, uh, it, you know, which seemed kind of, I mean, obviously from the, the trailer, she's alive. But it's like, why did she do this whole you know, poisoning thing, or it wasn't even probably poisoning. It was just something to knock her out. I mean, what's the purpose of that? I don't. Oh yeah, I don't think. So it, it might be like, um, just say I'm back, bitches. I'm back, and I just wanted to talk to you alone for a minute. Yeah, you know, you know without Deb finding out. Uh, just to let you know, Josh, if you ever need to talk to me alone, you don't have to poison me or. Or anything. Or if you need to talk to, like, Ramsey alone, or, you know, <laughs> just, I, I say, know just say, give us, have a, to. just say, you know, give us, give us the room, please, sir. And I, I know I don't have to, but, uh. <laughs> oh, just, just for lulls, huh? Yeah. <laughs> you gotta have some styles. <laughs> it's a good way to get murdered. <laughs> Look, it's murder or be murdered. <laughs> In the mean streets of Jacksonville, That's Jville right. is that what they call it? Jville? Yeah, no, the douchebags. <laughs> you know they think that if you, just by uh, giving it like a, a, a little nickname, shorten it, it makes wherever you're from cool. Not true. Uh, let's see some of the uh, nicknames. Uh, some people say Jacks, but that's normally just a shorthand version in writing. Uh, but I, I think of um, uh, Street Fighter when you say that. <laughs> Why? 
Jack. He's, he's in Mortal Kombat. Oh, Mortal Kombat. Uh, yeah, I know. The gamers are going to fillet me for getting it mixed up. Well, there's... Uh, whenever, say, a band or an artist are in town and they're like, you know, where are we at? And no one's going to say, you're in Jacksonville. That's too many syllables. They're like, Duval. <laughs> Duval? Yeah. Where has a Duval? Uh, that's the county. Oh. And the city and county are one government. Ah, see? People out, fans out there are is getting education on Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Oh, so if I'm ever trapped there, you know, I know how to talk to the um, the people. Although I went to Warp Tour one year, and I don't remember what band it was, but they were like, we love being in Jacksonville. And I'm like, well, then you got about a half-hour drive to the north. <laughs> St. Augustine, dummy. Uh, when I do my tour, I'm going to do it in Jacksonville. I'm open in Jacksonville. Limp Biscuit doesn't even open in Jacksonville, and they're from here. That's how that's how bad it is. Nobody comes to Jacksonville. It makes me want to cry. That sucks. <laughs> Seriously, though, it's a terrible place to see a show. There's, uh, if I think we have panic at the disco coming up, but. That's, that's the gist of the big names. Wow. But I don't know. It's, I haven't checked in a while, to be perfectly honest. But uh, <laughs> that uh, that does it for uh, uh, the episode we saw tonight. Not last night. Tonight? <laughs> in two days, Justin Bieber's going to be in town. Hell Yeah. Anybody in the Jacksonville area and want to want to meet Josh, you know, uh, he's going to be at the Jack the um, Justin Bieber concert. So you know, just roll up to him. He'll be in the red pickup with the <laughs> tailgating. <laughs> Strangely enough, and you're going to love this. Uh, <clears throat> Strangely enough. And uh, please forgive me, I'm about to do things a little bit out of order. Strangely enough, the concert is uh, Wednesday on the 7th, which is also the same night as the Royal Wednesday Night Showcase, where you can hear myself on the Wingman Show, where you talk about who's doing what in Hollywood, not who's doing who, followed by Jam Session. It's the music you love and you just don't know it yet, and at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard, 6.30 Kente time, it's just kicking it with Ramsey, where you can hear... Myself, me, and Kente talking about um, a lot of important stuff with uh, Ramsey and the rest of the panel. But we will backtrack to Monday where you would usually hear Harry's Coded Extra podcast, but we wanted to get you immediate reaction tonight, right? Yeah, yeah. Actually, you know what? I've been really excited about the, especially the last two episodes. Um, if possible, we can, you know, if we can possibly do it again uh, next Monday, it'd be cool. If not, you know, we'll let people know on the Facebook. Okay. Just know this. 
where there is a Dexter, there will be a Harry's Go to Dexter podcast. That's correct. Within about uh, 25 hours of the show at some point. <laughs> so it could be 3 a.m. on a Monday. Kind of like how it almost is. <laughs> and uh, you, there will be a Harry's Go. That's right. On Tuesdays, you can listen to the voice chat with Ben Tuttle. He's a great guy. Yeah, he is. I, yeah. I enjoy listening to the show on on uh, the you know occasions that I am able to sit down for a few minutes and watch because I have lots of children. Yes. What can you I are, say? You are repopulating the U.S. I am. I am proud of it. <laughs> and of course, I told you about Wednesday, so that brings us to Thursday, and uh, and that's the playlist. What is that? No, Thursday's the spotlight. That's, no, it's the playlist. On Thursday? I have it written down right here. <laughs> People do not listen to him. He's obviously on that coke we talked about earlier. The show is the spotlight. Hey, uh, you offered it to me. I wouldn't normally do it. Is <laughs> that right, man? Uh, the um, the uh, episode we're gonna have the cast of Cerebus Cerebus the Aardvark. I always screw that up. Cerebus the Aardvark. I'm sorry. Season two, which show it should be cool, and also too, um, I will have Olaf and Yardley Smith, my co-hosts on our uh, Walking Dead podcast. They're gonna come on, and we're gonna promote a special episode we're doing about Comic Con on um, Friday. What happened at Comic Con and Fandom Fest? So, and that brings us to Friday, uh, just. You know, um, the uh, talking about Walkers, the Walking Dead podcast. So when, just, does, when does that start? Um, the sh- the show doesn't start back until our, somewhere around um, when Walking Dead comes back, which I believe is in October. Don't quote me on that. It's either late September or October. Um, but we're doing a special episode um, Friday, this Friday, where we're going to be talking about Comic-Con and, you know, Kind of just setting up what we think is going to happen in in the next season and and all that good stuff. I heard Kevin Smith uh, recently visited the set. Oh. Mm. See, is it? Oh. But uh, apparently he was like told, uh, "Don't talk about what you see." They say this new season is supposed to. Really kick ass, so uh, you know we'll see. And I think that does it. Uh, follow us on Facebook. It's facebook.com forward slash Harry. And also, uh, you can follow me on Twitter with Raya Wingman R A I A W I N G M A N Raya Wingman. Kente, are you on the Twitter? Yes, at Indy I N D Y Showcase. 11. I should follow you on Twitter. <clears throat> yes, you should. I mean, I mean, I already do and everybody else should. <laughs> All right, so uh, this uh, this concludes the episode. Uh we hope to see you or hear from you uh, next week. Um just to let you guys know that next week's episode is entitled Dress Code. And um, there's no information on who wrote and directed, but it will premiere a week from tonight, August 11th, 2013. And, uh, and I, actually quite a bit of stuff uh, 
premiere is the 10th and the 11th. So it should be really cool. Outstanding. Uh-huh. So until next time, that's a cut. All right. See you next week.